You talking about football? Yeah, football, NFC North. Now let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, an NFC North podcast, and I'm your host, Detron. I know we're getting to you a little late this week, but that's okay because there's plenty for us to get caught up on. The Lions and the Bears faced off for their second time this season, and it may have gone exactly how you thought the first game was going to go, except it didn't go, but this one did. It's confusing, but ultimately it was not a good look for the Detroit Lions. Minnesota Vikings, well, they took on the Las Vegas Raiders and somebody had to score, right? And the Packers, the Packers took on the New York football giants and they took on the new york football giants in new york on a monday night wonder how that turned out we're going to talk about all that and more on today's show but before we do any of that we're going to kick it over to our sponsors from offrackshop.com and they're going to tell you about their stuff our sponsor this week is offrackshop.com OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, shoes, accessories, and more. Usually about 300 items to choose from. So if you haven't already, check out our description for 15% off your next purchase at OffRackShop.com. All right, we're going to get this week kicked off with the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. Now look, there were a couple of pregame storylines. The Lions were on the road again. They won in New Orleans the week before, so they were looking to come into Chicago to blaze to a 10-3 and record and fight for the very top spot in the NFC. The Bears, the Bears on the other hand, don't look so bad. Uh, they won two of their last three games, and one of those, the one loss was to the Detroit Lions. So the Bears were looking to add another win to their win total, but also sort of complicate the decision that the Bears would have during next year's draft since they have the number one spot. And also, it had been over 700 days since Chicago had paired two games together in a win streak. Somehow I could not believe that that was accurate, but the internet told me so, so I'm going with it. So how did the game turn out? Well, I'll tell you, as a Detroit Lions fan, I'm not very happy how it turned out. Jared Goff was 20 for 35, only put up 161 yards in the air, one passing touchdown, threw two picks, four sacks, and a QBR of 54. It was a tough day for Amon Ross St. Brown. He caught three passes for 21 yards. Laporta only caught two passes for 23 yards. Did get some contributions on the ground from Gibbs and Montgomery, who both ended up with 66 yards apiece, and Gibbs added a touchdown, but there was opportunities in the offense clicking, opportunities in the defense with keeping a rein on Justin Fields. Like It was just, it was tough to watch. Detroit's defense definitely looked like it took a step back in this game against the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears, on the other hand, looked pretty good. Justin Fields was 19 for 33, 223 yards, had a passing touchdown, uh, three sacks, zero picks, 12 rushes for 58 yards, a rushing touchdown, and a QBR of 88.3. Big day for DJ Moore, though. Six catches on 10 targets, 68 yards, and a touchdown, as well as three rushes for 20 yards and a touchdown. Cole Komet had five catches, caught 66 yards, and Dante Freeman even helped out with 11 rushes for 50 yards. So Chicago Bears controlled it for the majority of the game. And you kept thinking, okay, well, they did it before. So maybe the Lions are waiting to the end to come back. 
but not this time. They couldn't mount the kind of comeback that they needed with a couple of drop passes late from Amon Ross St. Brown and some, just some ill-thrown passes by Jared Goff. So Chicago goes on to win the game against the Detroit Lions and make things interesting in the North. Detroit still has a two-game lead in the division, and their record still has them pretty much at the top, you know, top couple of teams in the NFC. There's going to be two really important meetings between them and the Minnesota Vikings at the tail end of this season. But before they can start thinking about Minnesota, they got to try to go out this Saturday and beat the Denver Broncos, who have been rolling recently, and they're looking to try to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs for the number one spot in their division. Chicago, on the other hand, is trying to close the season out on a high note, and the playoffs are not completely out of the picture. This win gave them five on the year. They don't have a whole lot of people ahead of them with much better records. Like if you look at the the rankings in the NFC, Chicago and the Giants both have five wins. But then you've got the Packers, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Saints who only have six wins. So it's not like it's a runaway contest for that last spot in, heck, even the last two because Green Bay currently resides in the last spot and Minnesota Vikings, who have a, a tough slate at the end of the year, resides in the fifth spot. So th- this is not outside of the realm of possibility that Chicago could somehow, some way, find a way to make the playoffs. And if they do that, they are definitely going to complicate their decision about whether or not to keep fields or trade them off for leverage and go after Caleb Williams with that number one pick, which by the way, I don't think Caleb Williams should go number one, but that's a topic for another day. Maybe we'll talk about it in the summertime as a part of our draft episode. But Chicago still has the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and the Packers on their slate. So they would have to win out probably, to get themselves in the playoffs, which isn't super likely, but anything is possible in this wild and crazy NFL. All right, so moving on, we are going to move on to the Minnesota Vikings. So, pre-game storylines. You've got Dobbs, you've got Hall, you've got Mullins. There was potentially a QB carousel happening in Minnesota, and it was hotly debated well into the week. Like, we didn't know who was going to start for Minnesota. But eventually, Dobbs was identified as the starter for the team. Another bright spot in Minnesota's day was that they were getting J.J. back. And then, heck, the Raiders are in disarray. Everything's happening uh, in Las Vegas. So who knew uh, what, what they were going to bring to the table? But you know what? This looked like a great time to get a bounce back win for Minnesota. And I want to tell you all the stats from this game. But really, there's not much to cover. Dobbs went 10 for 23, 63 passing yards, five sacks, a QBR of 50, and he got yanked. Next, Nick Bullis came. He completed 9 to 13 for 83 yards. Neither one of them were able to put the ball in the end zone. There were 22 combined rushing attempts between Madsen and Chandler, and they accounted for about 100 yards on the ground, but neither one of them could get the ball in the end zone as well. With all that being said, their defense did get a pick, four sacks, and even though O'Connell threw for 171 yards and Devontae Adams had seven catches, the Raiders remained scoreless throughout this game. And now if you're a football player, fan you've probably already heard the final score of this game but it was three 
to zero. The Minnesota Vikings won this game with a field goal. And I don't know if I'm saddened by this performance or if I'm extremely impressed by the fact that their defense was able to hold a team completely scoreless all game. I think that's really the highlight of this is that that Brian Flores' defense really showed up and that offense did not look good. Downside to this game though, which is also a big post-game theme is uh JJ got hurt again. Now they did take him into they took him to the hospital. Seems like it might be precautionary because he did say that he plans to play this upcoming week. So maybe it is not nearly as bad as it looked. But having him get hurt again after just returning from injury is not something that you want to see if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan or someone looking at the future of their franchise. Another thing we need to talk about is who's going to start at quarterback. I assume it's going to be the Nick Mullen show, but who knows? Jaron Hall might make an appearance. Dobbs came in to save the day once before. Maybe he'll come back again. Whatever it is, it looks like it's probably Nick Mullins who is going to start Saturday against the Bengals. Minnesota currently holds on to the, what's this? If there's seven seeds that can go into the postseason, they're holding on to, let's say, the sixth seed, which is fifth place in the wild card. They are just above Green Bay. They want to stay above Green Bay. They're going to have to win some games, but they don't have an easy slate. They got the Bengals who have got Browning, who's been looking pretty good in his two games for the Bengals, keeping them alive in the playoff contention. And then they got a couple of games against the Lions. So Minnesota is going to have to absolutely put up more than three points if they think they are going to win their next three games. But All of that said, they got to win, and that's all that matters. So they keep themselves in contention, still in the playoff hunt, technically still in the hunt for the top spot in the NFC North. So Minnesota's got some challenges coming ahead, and we're just going to have to see what the quarterback play looks like to which direction this Minnesota Vikings team is going to go over the next four weeks. And last but not least this week, we've got the Green Bay Packers. Now I won't I won't lie. There was a little sweat as a Lions fan. You know, Green Bay had picked up a couple of wins. They beat us on Thanksgiving. They got me feeling like, hey, maybe Green Bay is getting hot again. It's getting hot in Green Bay. Had me really concerned. So coming into this game, the Pack were in the hunt. They were six and six, looking to take another step forward toward the top of the division, chasing down Minnesota if they can win this game potentially. Getting themselves to seven and six. That's that was the goal. They were riding a three-game winning streak. And then they met Tommy Cutlets. <laughs> I don't know if I like that nickname, but I'm gonna roll with it. Jordan Love had a decent game, though. 25 of 39, 218 yards, a passing touchdown, an interception, took two sacks, and a 76.7 QBR. But through most of the game, Him and his wide receivers just didn't look like they were all on the same page. Even with the miscues that they had throughout the game, they were still able to put together a late game drive to go ahead with like a minute and 36 seconds left. When Love found a a Heath right there at the edge of the end zone, he was able to catch it, turn, extend it across, get the touchdown. His first touchdown of his career. So they're up, right? They go for two. They don't get the two-point conversion. Now they're only up one point. Here you go. Here's Tommy Cutlets 
and the team. Now, it's not just Tommy, right? It's not just DeVito. You've got Saquon, who had a pretty good performance, right? Had two touchdowns in the game, even though he had a almost very costly fumble toward the end of the game when they were trying to close it out. Wandale Robinson had six catches for 79 yards. This this team, without Daniel Jones, now that they move uh, Tommy DeVito into the lineup, has been kind of fun to watch. But they work the ball downfield to get themselves in field goal range, run down the clock to three seconds, and kick a game-winning field goal at home to beat the Green Bay Packers. Now, as a fan of the North, I don't like it. But as a Detroit Lions fan, brings me a little joy and slight bit of breathing room to know that Green Bay isn't right there on the heels of the Minnesota Vikings with a chance to take the top spot in the NFC North. Now, it's not that they can't because they're right there in contention. And technically, they're still in the last spot in the wild card. Green Bay is tied right now with four other teams at six and seven. So post game, they're still vying for that wild card spot and they got to keep people off of their heels. This upcoming Sunday, they're going to be taking on Tampa Bay, another team who's six and seven. And Tampa Bay really has something to play for because currently they own the number one spot in their division. And so they do not want to give up that spot to, I don't know, the Saints or whoever else are hovering right there. Saints or Atlanta hovering at six and seven as well. So Green Bay is going to have to bring their A game against Tampa Bay because I know that they're absolutely going to have a tough time because both of these teams have something to fight for, which is going to make watching this game pretty exciting. We're now going to pitch it over to Matt with spreading the field. And Matt is going to tell you about how he's going to help you win some money this week. All right, Matt, let him know what we got. This is Matt, your resident Vikings fan, and this is spreading the field. And man, did we have a crazy week in the NFC North. And just as crazy as the week was, uh, yeah, my picks didn't go so well. So let's jump into that real quick. We went 0 for 2 on three games. I know that math doesn't add. Let me explain it to you in a second. We picked Lions minus three and a half against the Bears. If you listen last week, I was back and forth against the Bears. But, you know, thinking something might happen and picking it to happen are two different things. So 0 for 1 there. The Bears, they don't don't even just, like, cover the spread. They destroy the Lions 28-13. And what is happening with Detroit down the stretch? I still think the Lions are good, but I'm less sure now. I don't know. This This is not good if you're a Lions fan coming into the year, looking good all year, and now down the stretch. Let's see if they can get it together. But the Lions fumbling a couple of games here has definitely made the division race interesting coming up. In our second game, we had the Vikings going to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. And if you missed this game, it's okay because it wasn't really a game. Uh, I don't know what this was. This was terrible offense, amazing defense. Um, If your grandpa watched this game, he probably loved it. Old school score, 3-0, and and set a record in this game. I mean, how many games do you watch where you see an NFL record set? This was the lowest scoring game played indoors in NFL history. 
Vikings win three nothing. They were favored by three. So if you're unfamiliar with how the spread works, if a score is even and they hit that, so the spread was three, they won by three, that's called a push. So push means it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't help you. It just disappears. So to the joy of Vikings fans, yeah, this we'll take the W, but the game never happened. So forget about it. And in our lock of the week, I did not account for the force that is Tommy DeVito. Now, I wanted at the start of the week for the Packers to win. And as soon as everything else was wrong, I was all in on the Giants to see if I could be wrong. Let's just be wrong again. Why be right when we've already missed so much? Packers favored by six and a half. They weren't going to cover, but they did look like they were going to win this game. And I don't know if that that probably that would have been even worse, though, to be wrong about the pick and still have the Packers win. But my man, Tommy DeVito, drives down the field, puts the Giants in field goal range with two seconds left. Giants hit the game-winning field goal, 24-22. Packers still right there in the playoff race. But that loss is, you know, making that playoff spot a little more interesting. A lot of interesting storylines. So if you're a Lions fan right now, going into this week, you have a two-game lead. If the Lions lose this week and the Vikings win in two weeks on Christmas Eve, we could have a Lions-Vikings matchup to see who holds control of the NFC North. And if you are a Vikings fan, that sounds insane the way the year that started for the Vikings. But we've got a tight race there. You have the Packers who are fighting off three or four teams with the same record just off tiebreakers. And if you look behind, look in the rearview mirror because uh, objects may be closer than they appear. The Bears record-wise are only a game back out of the playoffs. Now, you'll have to figure out the tiebreakers and see what happens. But with just a few games left in the season, all four teams in the NFC North alive for the playoffs, nobody was betting on four teams being alive in the North this late in the year. I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see what happens. But let's jump ahead to the Week 15 games. Four games this week. Nobody's playing in the division. We're all playing outside against other competition. And let's look. We got two Saturday games, two Sunday games. Let's start with the Sunday games. We have the Bears going to Cleveland to play the Browns. And the Bears are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Part of me wants to jump on this so fast because of how the Bears played against the Lions. I think the Lions are a better team than the Browns, and the Bears just did it. My problem is Cleveland's defense has been really good. What gives me hope, if you're a Bears fan, is I think Justin Fields might be getting some chemistry with DJ Moore. Give me the Bears. I don't know that they'll win this game in Cleveland because, like I said, Cleveland's got a tough defense. But give me the Bears plus three and a half to keep this at least close, if not win this game, and keep cranking up the heat on the Packers in the back end of the playoffs in the wild card spot. Bears, you were tanking. Now you're looking at the playoffs. Is Fields good? Is he not? So many questions if you're a Bears fan. But Detron, Bears, plus three and a half this week in Cleveland. Our second Sunday game, we've got the Buccaneers going up to Lambeau to play the Packers. Packers minus three and a half. 
They got a short week, and, you know, they just played a team. To me, the Giants are far less scary of a team, if that's the word you want to use, as the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers have a lot better weapons. I mean, they don't have Saquon Barkley, but across the board, you've got Evans, you've got Godwin, Mayfield. You can think what you want to about Baker, but regardless, he is a more established, proven quarterback than Tommy DeVito. Buccaneers have a lot of stuff rolling into Lambeau. But I think this week, Love is going to get back on track at home. That is a weird loss to the Giants. I mean, the Green Bay, regardless how the game went, they did what they needed to to win. They had some weird defense on that last possession and just really gave that game away. So give me the Packers to cover the three and a half points here, and they're going to beat the Buccaneers this Sunday to try to keep that seventh seed right there and keep the last playoff spot alive. Now moving on to Saturday, we've got the Broncos coming to Detroit to play the Lions. And this is a tale of two teams that who are we going to see? The Broncos to start the year look terrible. As of recently, they've looked very formidable. The Lions to start the year looked very impressive. And as of late, the Lions are starting to make you wonder, is there any you know teeth behind that roar of the Lions? They started off strong. They had the big roar, and now it's kind of fading out. I think in this game, and maybe, you know, full disclosure, this could be the hopeful part of the Vikings side of me coming up, but I'm going to take the plus five of the Broncos going to the Lions. I think the Lions, similar to the Bears game, I think the Lions can win this game still. I just think that the Broncos are at least going to keep this game close or outright win this game in Detroit. So I'm not saying Detroit's definitely going to lose, but I don't like them beating the Broncos by more than five points here. So give me the Broncos plus five going to Detroit. And in our lock of the week, Vikings headed to Cincinnati to play the Bengals, and the Vikings are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Now, I know what you're thinking. Lock of the week, the Vikings. What is he thinking? Picking the team that scored three points to beat the Bengals. Now, the Bengals do not have Joe Burrow, but Jake Browning has looked very solid. Some might even say more than solid. I mean, he's he's outshining whatever he would have hoped he would do in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati has looked good with him playing. Got a couple wins for the Bengals. This is not going to be an easy game for Minnesota, but this is where I think the difference is. Last week, the Vikings were favorites, not knowing who their quarterback was. We know who the quarterback is this week. It is Nick Mullins, but the quarterback doesn't matter because the Vikings have an elite defense, not because of the players on the field, but because of how the players are being used in Brian Flores' scheme. I'm going to take the three and a half points and Brian Flores to go into Cincinnati and get another win. It may be ugly. It may not be the prettiest offensive game. They may need a defensive touchdown to win this game. I don't know how it's going to happen. All I know is right now, if I'm putting money down and Brian Flores' defense is involved, I am taking that defense. Give me the Vikings plus three and a half. That's my picks this week, Detron. 
We've got Packers minus three and a half, Bears plus three and a half, Broncos plus five, and the lock of the week, the Vikings plus three and a half. Let's see how it goes. Detron, until next week, skull. Thanks, Matt, for those picks. Definitely going to go get mine in. That way I can make myself a little cash. If you are still here, I want you to know that we appreciate you listening to the show. If you haven't already, share us with a friend, right? Like us. Leave us a review. Reach out to us on social media. We're Headed North Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can also email us, headednorthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to be on the show, send us a segment. You might make it. As always, if you come back next week, which I hope you do, make sure you got your bags packed because we are Headed North. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah. Football. NFC. North. Now let's talk football.